You want to go ahead and read the thing? I do. Shortly before noon on May 29th, 1929, an underground fire began to snake through the city of Ottawa, moving through the Golden Triangle neighborhood, running under the Sandy Hill neighborhood, and then across the Rideau River to New Edinburgh, and then finally all the way to the Ottawa River. The ground shook and trembled. The roaring sound was deafening, and manhole covers were blown some 40 feet into the air, with towers of flame bursting from the manholes themselves. The fire and series of explosions traveled down the sewer lines, causing property damage, fires, and the death of one woman. Meetings were held, reports were issued, and fingers pointed with no result. Then, 20 months later, it all happened again. On this episode of Relative Disasters, the 1929 and 1931 Ottawa Sewer Explosions. Welcome to Relative Disasters, the show where my sister and I manage our existential dread by talking about terrible and interesting historical events, their context, implications, and any related sidebars we feel like discussing. I'm Greg, Relative Disasters Chief of Curtain Fire Safety. And I'm his sister, Ella, Sewage Safety Analyst for Relative Disasters Municipal Services. You are absolutely flush with work. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to be talking about uh, a series of explosions that mostly took place underground and in the basement of people's homes and caused absolutely staggering property damage. Mm -hmm. But this all takes place in the city of Ottawa. So a little background here. I heard it's in Canada, but I'm not sure. It is. It is. Uh, the city of Ottawa, the mm -hmm. capital of Canada, was built along the Rideau River over 50 years, beginning in the early 1800s and finally incorporated as a city on January 1st, 1855. Happy New Year! Yeah, it's a good way to ring in the New Year. Mm -hmm. Its name comes from the native Odawa people, and by the turn of the 20th century, it was a major hub of Canadian commerce and travel thanks largely to the Pacific Express Railroad connecting to it in 1886. However, uh, disaster after disaster haunted this city as it rapidly modernized and expanded in the early 1900s, beginning with the Ottawa Hull Fire of 1900 mm -hmm. and the burning of some of its parliament buildings in 1916. Citizens of Ottawa had many modern conveniences, uh, there were street gas lights, transit rail, and motor cars trundling down streets at an astonishing 20 kilometers per hour. Whoa! Whoa, living fast. <laughs> and of course, with so many people living in the city, at this point over 100,000, mm -hmm. the infrastructure needed to evolve as well. Uh, Ottawa's sewer system was first built in 1875. Oh, that's kind of early for a sewer system. Yeah, Isn't sort that, of. This is an underground system? Is it? Does it involve it's, like wastewater yeah. treatment or are we just draining into no. a body of water? We're just dropping all the stuff into the rivers. The stuff. Okay. The stuff. Uh, by 1911, 
it had been expanded and stretched to its limits by the population growth, the natural consequence of which was an outbreak of typhoid. Yes. Uh, and then another outbreak of typhoid in the following year of 1912. Something about typhoid, I just love sewage. I don't know what it well, is. Well, typhoid really likes raw sewage mm-hmm. because uh, when you don't take care of your waste products, you get sick. Interesting. And then if you turn around and drink it, it's not great. Um, so the wastewater and sewage was dumped like into... <laughs> yep. At just, you know... At a base level, I feel like this yeah. is something that humans have been dealing with for the Forever. entire time that we've had mm-hmm. any kind of toilet responsibilities. And yet, yes. we're still not <laughs> quite there, are we? Don't drink brown water, folks. It's bad. I'm sorry. It's not good for you. That was a side um, Go ahead. So the wastewater and sewage was dumped into the Rideau River, mm-hmm. and the stuff coming from the pipes into the Ottawa River was described as, quote, a dark waterfall. No. It's not great. Oh, that's that's a wonderful yeah. turn of phrase. But it, the rivers were very, very polluted. And because they served as a lot of people's water sources mm-hmm. on top of things, it's just not great. Typhoid. Okay. But we're not here to talk about typhoid. Why not, Greg? Um, the other episode. So... On May 29th, 1929, it was a Wednesday. Is that Uh, important to the story? (laughs) It is to me. Okay. It began quietly enough with citizens going about their daily lives Mm -hmm. until about noon when an explosion rocked the blocks of Centertown in the Golden Triangle neighborhood. Uh, Some of the explosions were small, sounding like a car backfiring, but when they occurred near manholes... The ignition fumes were allowed to mix with oxygen and caused eruptions, blowing Mm. the manhole covers some 40 feet into the air and sending out these huge gouts of upward flame. Yikes. Uh, People's houses began to shake. People reported flames bursting out of their drains. Oh, no. Sinks and everything. Yep. No. And smoke began to rise from the streets. Oh, this is this is like Centralia awful. It's not quite that bad. This one's at least able to be put out. Okay. Um, The explosions only lasted for about a half an hour, the major explosions. Okay. And they followed the line of sewer pipe across the city. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they basically snaked through and under a lot of Ottawa. Now, the only fatality came on Templeton Street. A 73-year-old woman named Hannah Hayden was home alone in the house she shared with her niece when one of the explosions caused her dining room curtains to burst into flames. Oh, jeez. Now, this woman was a bouse. Instead of fleeing, she attempted to contain the blaze herself. However, um, it's like that, that thing in the, you know, the the action movies or the horror movies where the monster is defeated and then the second monster rises up behind the hero and mm, kills them. Part two, this is exactly the revenge. That. So she she basically was containing the curtain fire when there was another explosion, um, which added more fuel to send the fire from controllable to raging very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And she did what she should have done. She ran outside. However, the fact that the house was shaken and uh, she had to run through the fire, Mm -hmm. getting outside was difficult for her. And at some point, her clothing caught fire. Uh, The onlookers rushed to help her. Uh, but they were unable to help extinguish her until she'd been badly burned. Mm. She was uh, sent to the Ottawa General Hospital, uh, where she 
died four hours later. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That is uh, really horrific. It's a really, really bad way to go, yes. Uh, in a nice little ironic twist, the fire captain lived only a little ways away from her. Hmm. Uh, and his home was completely destroyed by one of the explosions. Oh. So the uh, devastation was as if Ottawa had been bombed. Mm. Uh, a, a grocery store had been radially exploded with its patrons and workers injured by flying cans and glass as well as burned. Um, streets had giant fissures in them and some have been rendered impassable, making it harder for emergency services to help. Mm -hmm. In particular, John Street in New Edinburgh had, quote, occasional spouts like geysers burst through the roadway, end quote. That's horrifying. Yeah. Okay. So just fire coming up through the street. Enjoy. Mm. And the St. Martin's Anglican Chapel there was completely destroyed by upheaval and fire. Hmm. All through the day, uh, after the larger explosions had dimmed, people still felt smaller explosions for the rest of the day. And many people refused to go back into their houses because the smell of gasoline, sulfur, and waste was everywhere. Yeah, I don't blame them. That's, I don't. That's either. not something I would want to deal with. No, you don't. You don't go take a nap in in those fumes. It's not good for you. Of course, with all the injuries and the death of Hannah Hayden, there was an investigation. Just can I ask? Did people understand yeah. what was happening as it was happening? Like it's nobody really is hard expecting to tell the sewers to explode. The sewers to yeah. explode also, but your house to start shaking and then flames to start coming up out of your toilet. And then and your sink, yeah. <laughs> like this, this seems like kind of wrath of God stuff. Did people understand <laughs> what was going yeah. on as it was happening? It's hard to tell from the historical documents, mm -hmm. um, but it does seem like people were able to put two and two together pretty quickly once the manhole started going up. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that um, would be a clue, wouldn't it? <laughs> you'd be like, oh, it's in the sewer, you know. And yeah, it, it, it was such a, it was, it was really devastating. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of homes were destroyed. A lot of businesses were destroyed mm -hmm. and they launched an investigation. Now, <laughs> sometimes you have too few suspects to move forward. Uh, in this case, there were too many potential culprits. So... Let's start with the habits that people had of hosing down the road with oil Wait. and letting that drain into the storm drains. For what? Um, what? Sorry, to, what does that do to your street to hose it down with oil? What is uh, what is <laughs> keeps it clean? I'm not sure. They just No, it, it doesn't. <laughs> um people also were draining lots of gasoline down the drains of their homes. Okay. Uh, primarily the people who were using gasoline as a cleaning agent. Oh, okay. That does kind of make sense. Sure. You'd fill up a bathtub with five gallons of gasoline. You'd Not wash in this economy, you in wouldn't. It, but you'd fill up your bathtub and then wash your clothes and then just drain your bathtub. What's the problem here? Wait, I'm sorry. Are you saying that people were using gasoline to wash your clothes? Oh, yes. Greg, that yep. doesn't seem like it should be a thing. It doesn't, does it? <laughs> And yet, here we are. I don't know if I believe you on this one. I have never, ever heard of that. That is wild. 
just because you're questioning my veracity. I, I have to. I'm sorry. You have to. Consulting engineer and chemist E.A. Lassure mm-hmm. noted the day after the explosions that large quantities of gasoline were weakly being poured into the sewers, and it was his opinion that explosions would obviously be inevitable. Yeah, no kidding. Quote, One lady who is known nationally because of her position in public life last week stated that she had cleaned her clothes in a bathtub containing five gallons of gasoline. What? Of course, that was poured into the sewer after it had served its purpose. It is not too much to say that a couple of hundred gallons of gasoline weekly find their way into our sewers by this method. Housewives use gasoline freely for cleaning purposes and in larger quantities than previously. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do like the blame shifting there. It's it's all those housewives. Well, it's ladies. They don't know better. All they That's care about is getting things clean. Yep. Yep. Damn the consequences. We need those clean shirts. <laughs> How clean are your clothes getting if you're washing them in gasoline? I've just soaked them in gasoline. I don't get it. Well. Anyway. It's a non-smoking laundromat, that's for sure. Uh-huh. So, All right. That's wild. Uh-huh. Uh, the other main problems that were there were the fact that uh, service stations mm-hmm. had no inspections, no mandatory inspections whatsoever, either on a uh, province or federal governmental level. By service um, station, you mean just like... Gas stations. Gas stations, get your oil changed, that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. exactly. Like it used to be back in the day. You know, you'd pull up to the pump, you'd say, give me two gallons of premium leaded gasoline. No, this is Oh, I don't leaded. think you had choices back then. And then uh, and then I want you to also wash my windshield, change my oil, and uh, give me a cigar. And when you're yeah. done with all that, I want you to put everything, including the cigar, down the sewer. Yes. Is that how it went? Okay. Yes. Okay. Especially if the cigar is still lit. Yeah. You can't keep a lit cigar in your car. Well. It might ruin the upholstery. Anyway. Uh, so these gasoline stations, these service stations, mm-hmm. uh, had underground tanks. And the tanks were not in concrete beers like they are today. Mm-hmm. They were literally just like a metal tank. I thought that... you were just going to say a hole. <laughs> Oh my God! In some cases, yeah. No, no, no. In some cases, you're not. You're just not a big far off. Dirt hole. But basically, <laughs> what they do is they out. just they just leak into the sewer system. Oh, that's not good. Okay. And uh, also, uh, the sewer system had very poor sewer ventilation. Uh, there were no real ventilation pipes, mm-hmm. and you combine all of that, you have this massive cocktail of flammability uh, that would. Require only one errant match, cigarette, or spark from a streetcar's wheel to go up. So, it it comes down to this. The truth is more complicated and has never been officially established. Mm-hmm. It's most likely that a combination of all of these factors, bad ventilations, garages dumping their waste oil and gas into the sewers, people using gas as a cleaning product and then dr- dumping it down the drain. None of these are good things. No. Um, it's also quite likely that the gas mains, the illumination gas, mm-hmm. uh, were leaking. In fact, the Ottawa Gas Company had been digging for leaks the day before the explosion. Can I just ask, is there anything safe going on underground downtown Ottawa? 
Is there anything no. that's like completely contained and safe and no. it's regularly no. inspected? Not at this time. No. It's all just hazardous leaking and exploding. Is yeah. that okay? But very slowly. Well, and, and you, you want to build of, up to it. Yeah. And you have a lot of people in suits telling you that it's fine. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> that's where I get the, off the bus. <laughs> that's where I, exactly. Uh, and of course, there were no required inspections of either the service stations or the sewer itself. Right. So they brought in an expert. They brought in a man to investigate possible causes. They brought in Mr. John Campbell of the Edison Illuminating Company of Boston. An American. So, yep. Oh, they so went all he, out. Okay. <laughs> spared no expense. <laughs> we imported an expert. <laughs> we imported our expert. Exactly. Uh, so he looked around, did some research, and submitted his report to the city, taking great care not to lay blame, but to try to prevent this from happening again. Very diplomatic. Uh, is uh, probably the best way to do this. Mm -hmm. You can't just show up and be like, it was the fault of these people. Here's how you fix it. He's just like, oh, okay, this happened. Here's how you prevent it in the future. Listen so up, housewives. We're using soap <laughs> from now on. Soap, not gasoline. So the first thing that he advised was that the city should investigate and take seriously mm -hmm. citizens' complaints, complaints about smelling gas in their homes. I'm sorry, was now, that not taken seriously? That was not at all. Not policy to investigate those. Oh, God. Okay. Yep. Uh, so if you were smelling gas in your home, mm -hmm. you would report it and then they would say, okay, thank you. And no one would ever show up to investigate. Hey, so you, do you have natural gas at your house? No, okay. not in my house. No. So but I, we have we've it lived in places through. that have had natural gas. Yeah. And you know that smell and that smell is very dangerous. It's First of all, it's a smell that you don't forget. It's a smell that you cannot just no. ignore. It's no. not somebody's scented candle. It's 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 an obvious. You can obvious light a scented candle <laughs> next to it if you want to make it go away. But we get like postcards from the gas company every month. They send us a scratch and sniff one once, where you Aww. scratch it and you smell the gas. And then you're like, if yeah. you ever yeah, smell yeah. this in your house, you need to call us right away. You need to call us right away. So your block can be evacuated. Yep. <laughs> like, I just can't imagine that not being taken seriously. Oh yeah. Okay. No, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Hey. Uh, so that was his first recommendation. Okay. Um, he also advised that people should be discouraged from or regulated in their home use of gasoline. Yes. Why do we have home <laughs> use of gasoline? Gasoline does not belong in the home. Nope. It's a uh, it's a car thing. <laughs> it's it's meant for vehicles primarily. Uh, and uh, that you should really prohibit the dumping of gas and oil into the sewer system, Thank whether you. by businesses or homeowners. Doesn't belong um, down there. It would also be a really great idea if the city would inspect gasoline service stations. Sure. And then uh, he threw in some more basic suggestions. Uh, he advised installing more ventilation stacks for the sewer system, mm -hmm. as well as a more frequent inspection of the sewer line. These are common sense measures that would go a long way toward preventing another tragedy. Uh, the city said thank you very much for the report, and they promised to do better. Uh-oh. On January 29th, 1931, <laughs> again, oh, in the Golden Triangle neighborhood of Centertown, a plumber's assistant was investigating a nasty smell in the basement of a house when a spark from his trowel ignited a hanging cloud of sewer gas. Oh, well, there's the, your nasty smell. 
There it is. The subsequent ignition rumbled through the sewers, following the same path as it had taken 20 months previous, only with much more damage to property. Oh, uh, this time, the sewer lines themselves were ruptured and broken, causing sewage backups to flood into the street and into homes as the explosions and fires continued. However, uh, this time, no lives were lost. Okay. Also, however, there is a particularly close call for 12-year-old Monroe Dingwall, who was skiing with friends down one of his streets. Okay, uh, as you do. You know, Canada. Uh, when a manhole exploded right next to him, throwing him, skis and all, into the air. Mm -hmm. His fall was cushioned by a friendly snowbank, which also extinguished any lingering flames on him, and he was completely unhurt. Wow. But gives you a heck of a story, you know? I mean, I would be dining off that one for years. Uh-huh. Uh, several children were skating on a rink when the street began to collapse around them. Oh. Uh, they were able to escape and were also unharmed. And finally, this, this person I feel very badly for. Uh, one of the clerks of the grocery store. You remember the grocery store that got blown up in the 1929 one? Yes. So she had been badly injured in that explosion, and she was riding the bus homeward when a manhole cover exploded up next to her bus. Mm -hmm. uh, she collapsed and had to be treated for shock. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Once again, it lasted for a very short period of time. All the gas just burned off, mm -hmm. blew up, and the city, of course, had to investigate, this time for realsies, no takebacks. So... In that first explosion, yeah, there was no large-scale kind of conflagration in the city. It was like a containable fire. No, there there were buildings would burn, buildings would fall down, mm -hmm. uh, but fume-based flame burns out very quickly. And when it's surrounded mostly by rock, mm -hmm. um, it, it's going to just burn itself out and explode upward, which is going to knock houses down, but not necessarily light them on fire. Okay, gotcha. So was that any different in the next fire in the more? No, okay. again, it just did much more damage to the streets and to the uh, and to the sewage line itself. So this is just explosions. It's not explosions yeah. and then fires. Okay. Once again, illumination gas and improper dumping of flammable liquids into the sewer system were pointed to as the likely causes. Housewives, get it together. Seriously. Uh <laughs> I do like that we can just keep blaming housewives. That's the, uh, it's going to be the fallback here, right? Uh, two no, it's not, this... Greg. No, it's not. We're not going to become that podcast. Oh, my God. I was a stay-at-home mom for far too long. I was a stay-at-home dad for far too long. I get it. Did you ever you wash would... your clothes, though? Not in gasoline. <laughs> you use soap, right? Uh, yeah, I use, I use this fascinating stuff called laundry detergent and an invention known as the washing machine. Well, this is pre-washing machine, pre-laundry detergent. True. It's true. All they had back then was bathtubs it's full of bathtubs gasoline. And they gasoline. had to do their best. Can you just imagine what those clothes smelled like? Yes, that's what I can't get over. I can't, I can't understand it. Like, was it like, like hints from Heloise? Like, for tough stains, use gas. Like, no, the what? thing is, if you pull into a gas station and they've had a spill, you can smell that and it's an instant headache. Yeah. So if you're yeah. putting on clothes that have been washed in gasoline, you're smelling that, right? I just, I don't get it. 
the process doesn't make sense to me. I'm sure if I felt like going into the research of it, uh, dear listeners, if one of you runs a laundromat, yes, and and one of you knows the process for properly washing clothes in gasoline, please, not interested in water by all means, just gasoline, <laughs> just gasoline. Uh, uh, please drop us an email. Uh, we'd we'd love to know. So this time, Ottawa's going to take it seriously. They launched two official investigations. Oh. Right? Yeah. Nice. The first one hired uh, the consulting engineers Gore, Naismith, and Story of Toronto. And their job was to try to figure out what the causes were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the engineers based Hey, guys, on... I heard about a dark waterfall. Could that have something to do? <laughs> no. No. Come on now. Uh, that's that's just the way water looks. <laughs> Haven't you looked in our river? Anyway. I've only uh, ever seen it at night, and it looked fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining the ducks swimming in that river. There are no okay. ducks, Greg. There are no ducks there anymore. There are a few two-headed frogs, and that's it. <laughs> okay, so uh, they looked at the, uh, the type of smoke mm-hmm. and the evidence of the flames so their conclusion was that it was probably not the a gasoline fire itself it probably wasn't like a slick of gasoline lit on fire because you get a lot of black smoke from that Mm -hmm. what it most likely was was a mixture of gas vapor methane air and um illumination gas okay but again because there's no data on the sewer air pre-explosion, mm-hmm. they could not give an opinion uh, regarding the source of which gas would have been responsible. Okay. So uh, they made some recommendations. Uh, <laughs> they recommended that uh, Ottawa put in more ventilation shafts, uh-huh. uh, open up some manhole covers. Yeah. And check the home drains that are attached to the sewers, because at this time, I mean, piping was a lot more primitive than it was now. And I just want you to imagine 1929 to 1875 ish home plumbing. Sure. Uh, There probably were not uh, traps in the drains to prevent these sort of gas issues. Mm hmm. And they also wanted uh, regulation and supervision of establishments like service stations, which use flammable gas and liquids. Am I having deja vu or is this uh, the it exact sounds same? very similar, doesn't it? I, I um, almost feel like they might have plagiarized. <laughs> did they plagiarize? Did they get in trouble? Uh, they did. You know, I, I, I have no record of their final grade on this paper. <laughs> okay. They uh, they recommended that the sewers be inspected on a regular basis every six months. Mm-hmm. And their big one was, guys, you really ought to build a sewage treatment plant. Whoa. Or two. Or three. Now, maybe. I like that. Yeah. I can get behind that. Okay. Now. Now I'm the on second, board. <laughs> the second inquiry. This was the one that got serious. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, they called in the former chief of the explosives branch of the Dominion government. (laughs) Yes. What a job title. (laughs) This is my dude right here. Dr. Alfred E. McIntyre. All right. So, McIntyre had also contributed to the 1929 report. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and his his opinion was basically illuminating gas had caused both explosions. Okay. Basically, the gas had seeped into everywhere from the defects within the gas distribution system. Mm-hmm. And because it had seeped into everywhere, as soon as you got that errant spark in the sewers, where there's a lot of other nasty stuff that can blow up, it's going to explode. Now, of course, the Ottawa Gas Company uh, somehow came to the opposite conclusion. They'll stating do that, that, yeah. Stating that, quote, uh, well, their research showed that, quote, <laughs> The only gas that didn't explode was our gas. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Almost. It's not even flammable, guys. <laughs> our gas is special. We don't even worry about leaks. That's how good it is. So this is this is the actual quote. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never ready for these. Go ahead. Quote, gas is the last thing that should be considered in connection with the recent sewer <laughs> explosions. End quote. There it is. <laughs> there it is. It's pretty good. It's not quite up there with some of the better spins of the universe, but it's pretty good. Can we get that on a holiday card or a t-shirt, please? (laughs) That's our tote bag giveaway. I just want to look at it every once in a while. Gas should not be considered in connection with the recent sewer explosions. No context. It's the language. It's the language. No attribution. Gas should not be considered. No. No. Yeah. Okay. So McIntyre also went after the city of Ottawa. He, yeah. he he picked up a big stick and charged. He, basically, who owned, when he filed like, who his who report, is responsible for the pipes? It's the city, oh, right? See, that's the thing. It would be uh, it, it would be the engineer in charge of the sewers who works for the city. Yeah, like the the pipes belong to the city. Don't worry, we're is going that... to get there. <laughs> I'm just like, I I had to get my head around gas does not explode, and now I have to get yep. my head around. <laughs> Who really owns the pipe? <laughs> who, who can we who can we potentially blame for this? Yeah. All right, Dr. So his report basically said that the city had made absolutely no honest attempt to investigate the 1929 explosion mm-hmm. and that they're not following up on investigating the complaints about foul smells from citizens. Okay. He said that the ins- this is this is one of my favorite quotes from this entire report okay Mm -hmm. so he contended that members of the inspection staff quote had neither developed their powers of observation nor acquired sufficient qualifications and knowledge to discriminate or determinate the actual condition of hazards nor a conception of fitting methods of relief conditions largely attributable to lack of instruction and direction end quote Basically, your inspectors can't inspect because you haven't trained them to inspect and they don't know how to solve the problems. I mean, is Um, he wrong, though? Now, here comes the the other one here. McIntyre basically also lambasted the city for not properly ventilating the sewers. Mm -hmm. And the city responded by saying that it's not responsible for keeping sewers free of volatile gases that enter the sewers through the negligence of other parties. Housewives, am I right? Uh, Sure. Yeah, let's go with housewives and not the gas stations basically pouring their waste material into them. Yes. Well, it's certainly not the natural gas company because we know now that. Because as we know, (laughs) it's the last thing. It's the housewives. It's the housewives. Okay. So the out the the 
the fallout from this was that the board of control of the city mm-hmm. uh, suspended Mr. Bryce, the engineer responsible for Ottawa's sewers, okay. uh, for negligence in not taking adequate measures to ensure that the sewers were kept free from dangerous gases. Uh, so Bryce was suspended and then he resigned. Okay. However, the commissioner of works also resigned. Mm-hmm. Uh, that commissioner of works uh, had resigned before he could be fired. Okay. After being held responsible for not taking um, sufficient measures to avoid repeating what just happened again. And he stayed so, fired. Uh, he resigned. He was okay. never fired. He resigned. That's such a weaselly way to do it. Okay. Oh, isn't it though? Um, so then we get into some of the weird legal stuff. So... <laughs> I'm assuming that people were litigating this. Oh, yeah. There were a few. Hey, you blew up my house. Can I please have some money? Can I please have some money? Uh, the city basically could approve or deny the claims by people who had property damaged or were injured. Mm-hmm. If you were injured, you got a couple of you got a couple of bucks, which isn't which isn't terrible. Um, the fire captain uh, whose house collapsed in the 1929 uh-huh. uh explosion he he got uh $2,500 to replace his house which honestly would do it yeah that's um, 1929 house money the church however uh St. Martin's mm-hmm. <clears throat> did not have insurance and it was denied its claim of just over $6,000 with the sti- with the city instead offering it the princely sum of $491.40 ouch yeah Huh, okay, well. Um, Hannah Hayden's brother, by the way, received $552 in oh. as a settlement. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one doesn't feel good. Nope, that's not enough. So the 1931 explosions, however, basically um, splits the city council. Mm-hmm. Because, as we all know, they're there to work for the people, but they can't get elected unless they support the businesses. Their mayor, Mayor Allen, uh, he supported the judicial inquiry into the explosion, Mm -hmm. which would have uh, put people under oath. It would have opened up a lot of records for people to check. And that motion was defeated on a split 11-11 decision. Hmm. Uh, A motion into the independent, uh, a motion for the independent inquiry into the conduct of Mr. Bryce, the sewer engineer, was also defeated in an 11 to 10 decision with somebody abstaining. Was it um, Mr. Bryce? I'm not sure. However, the city did attempt to sue the Ottawa Gas Company for the amount of $376,000 Whoa! Uh, for damages. Yes. Okay. Now, they produced about 100 witnesses. <clears throat> they provided the evidence from the two inquiries, mm-hmm. and uh, the Ottawa Gas Company admitted in court under oath that its pipes and gas mains had not been inspected since they were installed. Huh. The court ruled in favor of the gas company owing to lack of evidence. Wait. Yep. Let's just let that sink in for a minute there. <laughs> There's no evidence because they blew it up with their bad practice. And well, there's lots of evidence, but there's not enough evidence, I guess. I feel like somebody owns stock in this company and they don't want their <laughs> stock to go down. Maybe. Is that Maybe. Too cynical. Uh, the city lost its appeal and wound up having to pay the court cost for both parties as well. Uh, however, 
<sighs> things were also uh they they did take some steps to make things better um they installed new ventilation shafts they finally improved, yeah right they improved the investigation of sewer smells through the establishments of a specific bureau to handle those complaints what was the name of the bureau you have to tell me i don't know the bureau of sniffing the it bureau of bad smells and uh basically they they all sort of settled on mr mccallum the mm -hmm. commissioner of works who again had resigned they basically settled on everything was his fault about 18 months after the explosion, the Board of Control unanimously reappointed the old sewer engineer, Mr. Bryce, mm -hmm. uh, back to his job as sewer engineer. Uh, the quote from this uh, is that the board had requested his resignation not because, quote, he was not fully competent, but because of the nature of the report dealing with the investigation, end quote. I'm sorry. Yeah. What, what was the nature, though? Yeah. Mr. Bryce, you're so mysterious. Mm. I, I think he had pictures of somebody. Yeah, I was just well, going to say, is he, he blackmailing someone? <laughs> he had daguerreotypes in his office. <laughs> I don't want to have to send these to the newspaper, but I will. <laughs> to the newspaper to print in very runny black and white. <laughs> God. We're sure that this picture is of some kind of scandal. All right. It's an ankle. <laughs> so today, Ottawa has almost 3,000 kilometers of sewer pipe. Hey. Yeah. Are and, they uh, ventilated? They are ventilated. Most of the city has stormwater collected from sewage water, mm -hmm. but the older sections of the city, including the parts in which these explosions happen, mm -hmm. have about 100 kilometers of sewer pipe that combines stormwater and wastewater. No. Um, when uh, there are heavy rainstorms or heavy melts, these combined sewers are inundated. And uh, what the city does to handle that is they open some gates to the Ottawa River to release the polluted mix. It's dark waterfall time. It's dark waterfall time. 1.6 billion liters of diluted sewage went into the river in the year 2017. That is too much. It's a few too much. Yeah. However, they're changing it. They are oh, making great. a, they are making a giant underground holding tank basically uh -huh. to store the polluted water for treatment instead of bringing it back into. They have some really amazing, really sophisticated sewage treatment plants in the city of Ottawa, and you know what? Ottawa should be proud of its sewage treatment plants. They they earned them through hard work and perseverance, and Canadian perseverance <laughs> in the face of real tragedy. <laughs> So And by golly, they got those housewives to start using soap. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't I can't get, get it. over it. I'm never gonna get over it, Greg. It's real bad. Uh, it's real okay. bad. So all in all, the fire and explosions traveled five kilometers. Mm. So Ottawa opened its uh sewage treatment plant, the first one in nineteen sixty-three. Mm-hmm. And has spent a ton of money, uh, both in improving and building new sewage treatment plants and wastewater management systems, and in fines for the aforementioned dark waterfalls. Yeah, I mean, that's something that should be fined. I, yeah. I feel like... 
It should be find. It shouldn't be fine. No, find, uh, find. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's not something that we should be okay with. No. No. Cost of doing business. Not really. Hmm. Although, as industrial waste goes, that is nowhere near the worst disaster ever. So I think I just that for another one. don't like the idea of a waterfall of raw sewage coming into the water that people are drinking out of. I, I, I don't understand the problem. Some... Well, the problem, Greg, is that I am downriver from that. I am getting my bucket of water and I'm bringing it into my house and I'm pouring now... it in the bathtub. I'm adding some gasoline and I'm using it to wash my clothes. <laughs> Now isn't now isn't the isn't the case that once you've had typhoid you're No. No no. no <laughs> I'm not. sorry, it's not. <laughs> nope. There's no upside to this, folks. Don't do this. Um but hey, excellent props to uh the city of Ottawa for owning their mistakes eventually and solving the sewage crisis that was going on. Good job, guys. And that's it. That's the story of the 1929 and 1931 Ottawa sewer explosions. And you can't tell me you were expecting any of that when I floated this topic last week. Uh, I was expecting more of a spill situation. I don't know why. I wasn't oh, expecting manholes yeah. and flames and collapsing houses. I was expecting maybe a toxic waste situation or gotcha, gotcha. the dark okay. waterfall was what I was expecting. Gotcha. Not, <laughs> I was not expecting the exploding houses. Not children being launched into snowbanks by flying manhole covers. Got no, it. and this I think is why the rest of our family refuses to talk to us at holidays anymore. <laughs> They just don't know where the conversation is going to go. It makes some people it's very true. nervous. We go off um, the rails real frequently. I'm glad I have you in my life, but <laughs> this is this is beyond what I was expecting. Yeah. Well, then I've only got one thing to say to that, Ella. Oh, dear. You're welcome. <laughs> Although we gave you slightly exaggerated credentials at the top of the show, we do fact check our stories in an effort to give you the best disaster experience possible. If you'd like to read more about our sources, a complete bibliography is available in our show notes. If we got anything wrong, please let us know. You can do that by emailing us at relative.disasters at gmail.com, or if you'd like to shame us publicly, you do. why not use our Instagram, at relative.disasters. And seriously, if you know what is going on with washing your clothes and gasoline, please email us. Reach out. We need Reach to know. We, this is <laughs> Any of important. our platforms will gladly accept... <laughs> Any clarification on this? Send it to us written on a series of $20 bills <laughs> at Relative Disasters Media. <clears throat> we hope you've enjoyed the story and the discussion, and please join us next time for another strange, dangerous, and interesting event from history. My sister has selected our next disaster. What's it going to be, Ella? Well, we talked about explosions this week. Yeah. I'd like to just scale that up a little bit for next week. Ooh. Uh, we are going to talk about the most destructive volcanic explosion in recorded history. Yes. The Krakatoa eruption of Krakatoa 1883. Time. Awesome. <laughs>